This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, thanks so much to the people that I talked to off air for a second. Appreciate the love from Sandy, who's listening. She's a good neighbor. Thanks to Larry and Fridley for chiming in. Hey, I'm passionate, man. I'm passionate about kids learning and education and all of that good stuff. And uh, our next guest, he's passionate about covering sports and covering the Minnesota Wild. He does a phenomenal job for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. His name is Dane Mizzitani, and he joins us now courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Dane Mizzitani, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. And I want to start with just the obvious. What the heck has gotten into the Minnesota Wild, man? They're a resurgent bunch right now that have uh, won, what's, what, seven of their last eight games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on fire right now. Um, the point streak that you mentioned uh, has turned the season around completely. I think a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, people were sitting at home wondering, uh, you know, are the Wild going to even make the playoffs? Is Bill Guerin going to be a seller at the trade deadline? Well, with how tight the West is and, and how good they've been over the last couple of weeks, uh, I think some people are sitting at home wishing that Bill Karen would be more of a buyer at the trade deadline. So they, they've they've turned it around largely on you know the back of their goaltending, on their defense. Uh, they're still having trouble putting the puck in the back of the net. Um, and that's going to be something that, that, that could be an issue down the road here. Um, but as we all know in the playoffs, Things get a lot tighter. There's a lot less, you know, room out there on the ice. Um, and the Wild are getting good practice right now, playing in these really, really tight games um, where the margin for error is really slim. So they've been great for for a couple of weeks here. I, and they're riding a seven-game point streak into their game against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Um, and then they'll look to keep it rolling because um, as tight as the standings are, you have a bad week in the Western Conference and, and you're right back on a playoff football. You know, one thing that I love, Dane, and I want to get your perspective and thoughts on it, I just, I'm a fan of Bill Guerin's, and the reason why I'm such a fan is because he is an aggressive guy. And when you are in the job of being a leader and leading a professional sports organization, and you are not just going to sit on your hands, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. I think that fans should appreciate that. He is always active. It feels like every single year when we get towards the trade deadline, he's trying to be a mover and shaker. He's trying to make things happen. I think that there are a bunch of people, probably in hockey circles, that after the Parisi suitor situation, they would have been like, well, we really can't do this. And they would have viewed that and said, you know what, I'm handcuffed. And Bill Guerin's not utilizing that for any excuses, none whatsoever. He is always looking to be active. Absolutely. And, and that, I think that just goes back to 
he was a player in the league. Uh, he won a Stanley Cup as a player in the league and, uh, you know, won the Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh as members of the front office. And he understands what it takes in, in this league, and he understands that if you can get to the playoffs and get hot, you can go on a run. So maybe you look like a team that, that isn't fit to buy early on, uh, but I, I think as the season kind of represents itself, um, as Bill Guerin has kind of shown, uh, if the team proves it's worthy of being added to, he's going to do it. Um, he did it earlier this week, um, kind of in a tactful way. Um, if we've talked to Bill Guerin a couple of times this season, and he said, you know, they're not in the position to give up high-end draft picks, and, and they also don't want to give up some of their top prospects. Um, remember, they're still paying that that dead cap of, of Zach Breezy and Ryan Suter. Um, when they cut them, you, know, you have to pay them basically not to be here. Um, those contracts get even heavier in the next two years. Uh, so Bill Guerin's kind of preparing for the future that way, but, but he showed this week that he'll take a little swing here and there. Uh, Marcus Johansson gets traded for a third-round pick. Um, he brings in Marcus Johansson. Um, Gustav Nyquist, another guy. He's actually injured right now, um, but he's a guy who has the capability of playing in the top six. So you're right, Lake. Like if, if he sees the opportunity to make the team better, um, even if he has a game plan in front of him, he, he's, he's w- willing and, and able to kind of stray from that a little bit, um, kind of make it, make a push and, and then try and give these guys a boost. Um, we'll see. He has two more days now before the trade deadline, you know, on Friday at, at the 2 PM central time. Um, I don't know if he's done yet. I think he's still always, you know, answering the phone, always close by on the phone. Um, so tomorrow could get interesting, uh, but the league as a whole, um, the trades have been have happening fast. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been one of the more crazy trade deadlines I can remember in recent memory. Talking to Dame Mizzisani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here on uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Dane Mizzitani. All right, so now, Dane, when you look at the way that this team has been playing, and most notably, I mean, Philip Gustafson has just been, he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, is it like in cement now that, Philip Gustafson, he's, he's goalie number one. He is the guy, and then, you know, um, Flower is goalie number two. Uh, no, like I think right now, like he, the way Gustafson has played, mm-hmm. um, he's worthy of that that starting goaltender, you know, label. He's worthy of being that number one guy. Um, but as we've seen, you know, throughout Dean Evison's career, like t- they make decisions kind of on a day by day basis. And I think some coaches and some front offices they would look at what Philip Gustafson has done in, you know, in the past couple of months and say like we just got to ride this guy. Um, a good example, like Flowers playing tonight. He's going to be the starting goalie against the Vancouver Canucks. So, uh, you know, as good as Gustafson has been, it, it really feels like a 1-1-A situation more than a 1-2. and two, You know, like I think on some teams and in different circumstances, perhaps it wasn't Marc-Andre Fleury uh, as his goalie partner, uh, Gustafson would have taken the number one role by now. Uh, right now they're kind of operating that they have two two number one goaltenders even though Gustafson's numbers are, are incredible, even though he's been lights out, um, I'm, I'm not sure he's he's ahead of Mark Andre Fleury at this point. And you know, reading the tea leaves, like if if Game One of the Stanley Cup playoffs was tomorrow, I think it's Flowers' net. So I mean, mm. that that that's just kind of how it is right now. I I don't know that for sure, but just you know, look at what last year. You know, they they traded Flower. He was a starter over Cam Talbot in Game One. 
Um, I think Gustafson has given them, you know, something that they didn't expect as far as giving, you know, obviously night in, night out, great performances, but also making sure Marc-Andre Fleury doesn't have to play 60 games. Um, and I think, you know, the way the NHL is trending, you need two guys right now. Um, I personally think that, that, that Gustafson has been good enough to, to be given the label as number one. Um, but right now, I think the while they're operating, like they have two number ones. Dane, you know, we know uh, Kaprizov, we know how special he is and we know how much mm-hmm. of a monster he is and how, how talented he is and, and what he brings to this uh, this team, this organization, and what he does on a nightly basis. But he's the like the face of the franchise. Give mm-hmm. me, like you, you talked about earlier, the stretch here that they've had over the, the last couple of weeks of, of really good hockey. Give me the the two other players, and, and, and we know that Guffs has been good, but give me the other players that you think have been been maybe underappreciated uh, by fans or have really been a key part to the success of this team here over the course of the last couple of weeks that are not named Philip Gustafson and, and Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, I think Ryan Hartman is a guy who's really picked up his game as of late. Um, he's a guy who he scored 34 goals last year. He was the number one center, um, but he had a really rough go at it at the beginning of this year. Um, messed up his shoulder, missed a couple of months, really couldn't get back on track. Uh, and as he's kind of fallen back into or kind of worked his way back into, I should say, the number one center role, the Wild have kind of taken off. Um, so Ryan Hartman, I think he was a guy who drew the ire of a lot of fans in the middle of the season, was taking too many penalties, constantly in the penalty box, and then it seemed like every time he was in the penalty box, the opposing team would go score. Um, coupled with the fact that he wasn't scoring goals at that point, I think fans were getting a little frustrated with him. Ryan Hartman's really picked up his game as of late. I mean, he's a big reason for the success and, and the run they're on. Uh, and then Jared Spurgeon. Um, he's never going to be a guy who gets a ton of attention. He's soft-spoken. Obviously, he's the captain of the Wild, um, but I think there's a couple of other guys you probably look at as the vocal, quote-unquote, vocal leaders of the Wild. Um, Spurgeon's an incredible leader, but he's an incredible player. And, and he does things night in and night out that I think go unnoticed. Um, you know, it's not the sexy goal. It's not like, oh, he's laying the big hit in, in, in open ice. Um, but if you just watch Jared Spurgeon, if you just isolate and watch him for a whole game, the way he's able to break up scoring chances for opponents, the way he's able to kind of always be in the right position, uh, he's playing the best hockey of his career as far as I'm concerned right now. Um, and, and without him as a stabilizing force on the back end, um, I don't think the Wild are, are as good as they are right now. So I, I'd go Hartman and Spurgeon, but like you said, like Kirill Kaprizov is forever going to be the straw that stirs the drink. No question about it. Hey, give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Mizutani, but more importantly, check out his fine work for the Pioneer Press. Uh, Dame Mizutani joining us on the John Schuster-Cole Baker Hotline. Hey, man, enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the trip to Canada. Enjoy Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver, but I've, I've heard some, some awesome things. Yeah, beautiful city. A um, lot of cool stuff out here, and you know we got a little sunny, sunny right. day. So I'm See, look after at morning you. skate, I'll go take a walk. So. <laughs> All right, enjoy, man, and safe travels. All right, thanks, Lake. Anytime. Right. Yep, that's Damon Zani joining us here, uh, Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up the first hour next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 